Happy Friday, everybody. It's late Friday night. Uh, so maybe you're not hearing this until Saturday. Then happy Saturday, everybody. And welcome to another handsome episode of your favorite Mad Men podcast, Made Man, where today I watched episode 12 of season four, Blowing Smoke. 12 episodes into season four. We only have one left. Next week is the season finale for season four of Mad Men and the season finale for season four of Made Man. But fear not, we don't uh, we don't take a break. We just roll right into season five. But that is, that's a couple weeks away. We don't have to worry about that right now. For today, let's talk about episode 12, Blowing Smoke. You know, I love talking about the episode titles, talking about what they mean. And we will get there. We will get there. But the episode opens up with Don in a meeting with one of the people from Heinz. Uh, if you remember correctly, Faye did not want to help him by um, suggesting a client. She thought that would be um, kind of uh, unethical. But um, later on, she decided to do it. In the meantime, Don did have sex with his secretary. But uh, the important thing, of course, is that Faye uh, came through and said uh, and set him up, set him up with a meeting for Heinz. But it's weird that I guess Heinz has different accounts for different products with different companies. And this guy was like the beans guy. He was beans and something else, but he wasn't ketchup, and he. Um, he wasn't pickles. You can be funny with pickles and ketchup seems to be all the rage, but he needs something new with beans. The only problem is he's not really ready to make a move. He was just ready there. He was just there to make a meeting. You know, Don's like, um, you know, I, I'm sure I can come up with something creative for you. And the guy's like, great. You know, in six months we could, you know, things move slow. He goes, how about we do six days? And, the guy was like, you know, I can't do that. I just, I don't even know if your company's going to be here in six months. And Don's like, I do. He's like, I'm glad to hear that. But, um, and I hope we can do business, but I just can't do it right now. You know, this is all because of Lucky Strike. Lucky Strike took so much away from them. Excuse me. As I said, it's late. Lucky Strike took so much away from them that it, it not only took away money, but what it did was it, it damaged reputation. And now all these other companies are like, how much money am I going to invest in this company when I don't even know if it's going to be here in six months and I have to do the whole thing again? Wouldn't it be just easier if I just went to this company or this company instead? I mean, you know, I'm sure you're great, but I have to think about myself first. And there's a lot of that seemingly going around. I think I'm going to stick mostly with the... Uh, the in-office stuff, you know, this this time around because, um, and, and stick there first and then we'll go outside of the office to the other storyline that was going on uh, simultaneously. We'll get there. We'll get to you, young Sally. We will. Um, and I, I mean, I literally just watched this episode. So if I mess up and in, in, um, in I uh, leave something out, I'm going to chalk it up to A, it's late. And B, I just got home from Maine where I went and ran a 5K. So, boom, in your face. I exercised tonight. Uh, but that makes me tired. But let's get back to the episode. 
back in the office now. Uh, all the partners, all the all the the big players in the office are meeting with. I want to say his name is Jim Arrington. I don't know exactly. I recognize the guy because he is Faye's boss. You know the 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 um, consultant firm. Uh, and he says, you know, you pay me all this money for me to tell you that you just need to get clients. You need to get as much as you can get in um, as quickly as possible, even little things. But I think what you guys should really aim at is cigarettes. Cigarettes is what you know. Cigar- you, 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 you have the team. You have the knowledge. You know how to deal with, uh, I think it was the FTA, he said. Um, you know how to do these things. So I think that's what you should go at. And they're like, well, okay, what, what do you have in mind? And he says the um, the Marlboro people are looking to um, have a change. They're creating a new product geared towards women. Um, is that I'm like my first thought is Virginia Slim. Aren't those the women cigarettes? You know that they're long and they're supposed to be classy while they kill you. Um, and they're like, great, you know, set up a meeting. And we and, and Bert's like, we'll do more listening than speaking. Uh, and. You know, they're all excited because look what, and oh, it said to start it, this would be a $5 million, uh, invest, you know, $5 million client. Um, and all seemed good. Like at least they're going to get something to get the ball rolling. That seems great. So they're, they're kind of gearing up for that. Um, they're, they're out They're They're actually very excited about this. Dawn actually meets with Faye and she talks about how beans, whatever vinegar. I forget exactly what it was. It was the, the Heinz guys. The Heinz guy was very impressed, um, but Don's like, you know, thank you so much for that, even though it didn't lead to anything. But he's more grateful for this whole uh, cigarette thing, and they are just going to study up and get so perfectly prepared to meet with these tobacco folk. So after a long day of work and stress and dealing with trying to keep his company afloat, Don heads out for the evening, and who does he run into? But his old girlfriend, Midge. And I'm not talking old girlfriend from high school. I'm talking old girlfriend from his marriage. He meets her in the lobby of his hotel. She's there. She says to, uh, you know, have a freelance meeting with a client. But she lost her purse. And they're just, they're talking for a bit. And he's like, it's great to see you. Uh, you know, where, what are you doing? I, she's, he's like, I can't believe I saw you here. I, I thought I would have seen you over at the village. She's like, what is Don Draper doing over in the village? He's like, oh, I live there now. And she was like, oh, basically knowing that um, his marriage to old Betty Draper, we'll get there with her too, is no more. Um, And he's like, oh, you know, it's great to see you. She's like, maybe you could, um, you know, come by my house. He's like, oh, no, no. And he's actually, I think he's trying to be good to Faye, even though, you know, the Megan thing just, like, happened. Um, but she's like, oh, you can meet my husband. He's like, really? She goes, oh, no, 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 it's not uh, romantic. We just got married for the bread. I think literally, I didn't know if it, I wasn't sure. Did they mean literally they get a tax refund or did they literally get married for wedding gifts? I think it actually meant bread. Like, they get bread. I don't know exactly, a starving artist, but um, she's like, can you at least give me a ride? I, I don't, I don't have my purse. And you can come meet my husband. He's like, okay, I guess so. So he ends up going over to Midge and sees her husband there. And he's like, hey, how you doing? 
nice to see you. And they pour a drink. And she's like, oh, you know, I'm going to go freshen up. And he goes, we can, we can have dinner. You can stay and have something to eat. Okay, great. She goes um, into the other room. And, you know, Don's looking at her paintings. He's like, yeah, I don't know which one you want to buy. He goes, I'm, you know, just kind of hanging out here. She's like, oh, you know, this is, it, it, I, he, she, I knew she'd want you to buy one. That's, that's why she tracked you down. Don's like, ah, what? And that's when it re- he realized he didn't accidentally run into Midge. She didn't lose her purse. She set this whole thing up. She probably wasn't even meeting with a client. She set this whole thing up to try to, to try to see Don, to try to get some money off him to probably, to buy a painting. So he's like, hey, why don't I cook some dinner? Oh, he opens his wallet. I don't have any money. Midge is like, he's like, well, she lost her purse. And I think he's calling bullshit on that. And he says, he's, he's like, uh, you know, do you have anything? Don goes to his wallet. He's like, I can make a, my dad owned a restaurant. I can make a real good chicken cordon bleu. And Don gives him 10 bucks. And the guy's like ungrateful. He's like, $10. Okay. See what we can do. And he leaves. And, um, Don's like, he's kind of interesting. And Midge is like. He's an imbecile. He's going to just take that and put it in his arm. And that's when we realize that this guy is a heroin junkie, heroin, heroin addict. And um, then he sits down. He's like, hmm, what's it, uh, what's it like? I think Dawn put two and two together. And she goes, oh, it, okay. This is, um, she says, it's like drinking um, a thousand Jack Daniels or something like that, a thousand whiskey. While someone's licking your, um, she, she used a really, uh, dirty word for boobies. I'll just say that. Um, and I use a real childish word, but it, mine's funnier. Uh, so he's like, Ooh, she goes, yeah. He goes, why don't you just stop? She goes, Don, it's heroin. You can't just stop. I was just hoping you'd buy a painting, but really she just wants money to put it in her arm too. And you know what Don likes to do sometimes? Sometimes he just likes, to, just likes to throw money at things to make it go away. So what does he do? He writes her a check for $300 for her painting. And what does she do? She goes, oh, Don, what am I going to do with a check? Because she doesn't have a bank account. She doesn't have anything. She's just a junkie. Now, if you remember, this is the artist girl from all the way back to season one. Hadn't seen her in years. Uh, and you know, Don kind of moved on from her and she hasn't been doing that well. I'll just say if you're addicted to heroin, you're not doing that well. You know, I don't know professionally if she's doing anything. She seems to be trying to sell some, uh, some paintings and Don is like, um, fine. He gives her $120 from her, uh, in his wallet. He's like, that's it. You know, $120. And he goes, I don't even have money for car fare. She goes, you can walk through Central Park. You can be an ad, you know, uh, a, uh, a walking sandwich board advertising my paintings. Uh, you know, and it was just like, the Don had this person in his life that he shouldn't have had in the first place because he was married. And look where it got him. It got him in, her, in his apartment with her being basically begging for money so she could probably just shoot her right into her arm like her husband did. Uh, and Don just kind of said, here's the money. Goodbye. Uh, give me." And, and he took the painting. I was like, damn right you take that painting. The next day back at the office, they are ready. All of them ready to present their asses off 
for this tobacco company. And what happens? But the guy, the consultant, the dude who set up the meeting, who, who put this whole thing together, came in off the elevator alone. And he's like, I'm afraid I have some bad news. Um, they canceled the meeting. They canceled the meeting. They put all this, all this effort, all this time, all this hope into this meeting. And this tobacco company canceled it. We find out later, Pete is like, Pete found out that they were never going to be uh, getting the meeting. They just use it to leverage to get another meeting or to kind of, you know, leverage with a different company is what I heard. So they were just pawns the entire time. It turns out that, um, you know, after the meeting, they, all the guys, all the partners got into a room. They kicked out Harry. That was funny. Um, they get out, Mr. Crane. And uh turns out to um, kind of keep things going, Lane met with the bank, and they can float them a line of credit to kind of keep uh, payroll going for six months. Um, but it seems like not at the current staff capacity. And um, also, each of the partners, each of the senior partners needs to throw in $100,000 and the junior partners, which I guess are Lane and um, Pete, need to throw in $50,000. So there's an extra $400,000 there to help make payroll for the next few months. Uh, and the senior partners, you know, they do what they got to do. Uh, Lane's not great about it, but Pete is like a little freaked out. He just had a baby and uh, he does not have $50,000 just lying around to give it. But guess what? It's in his freaking contract, and uh, he, he has to do it. After they talked about, uh, you know, the finances and Pete, Pete actually came in, you know, complained a little bit about the money, and um, but he also, that's when he told Don that they were just being leveraged and it wasn't even working. Peggy came in, and she's like, why don't we just change the name of the company? She's like, when, when you want to change the narrative, you just, you change the conversation. You shift things, and, Pete, and Don's like, we can't just do that. We can't just change the company can't just change the name and, 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 you know, hope for the best. Pete ends up going home and, you know, um, uh, his wife's there and she's like, the bank called talking about something about a loan. And Pete's like, oh, they called the house. She's like, yes, <laughs> I would love to look at this house in the Greenwich or something like that. He's like, we're not buying a home. We're not, he doesn't have a British accent, but he has this delivery. We're not buying a house, Judy. Uh, and then he told her that, you know, we have to each float some money towards the um, towards the, the payroll. And Trudy's like, you've given enough to this office. When, when do you when do you when do you stop? You've given enough to this company. You know, you've already you already threw away everything to get into. You don't double down. But she said he's like, it's in my contract. She goes, well, she's basically like, screw them. You're not giving. I for, oh, she said, I forbid you for giving money. There's twenty two thousand dollars they have in the bank. Yeah, that would be nice. And um, then there's money that was set aside for the baby that, uh, that he's like, they're not touching that. That's for the baby. Um, and is it Tammy? I think is the daughter name, which is pretty cool because that's my wife's name. Um, and they said, um, they said, or he, she was like, I forbid you from giving that money. And he's like, you cannot forbid me from that. Meanwhile, Don's home goes home. He just wants to have a drink. He looks at that friggin' painting. He's had he's had quite the day because he thought he was having a big meeting, 
which would have led to bigger meetings and better meetings and more meetings, but it, it was shit. He got nothing. So he goes home. He's about to throw that painting out. I think he was angry about what he dealt with. He was angry with Midge. He's about to throw that thing out, and uh, he's like, wait a second. Let me just look at it. He kind of got caught in its gaze, and he put it down on his uh, couch. He sat across from it, drinking, just looking at it. Then he went over to his desk, his little desk he has, took out his notebook where he was kind of keeping a journal, and I loved this moment, I have to say. I loved it. Whatever happens, I loved it. He rips out everything that he's written in that little notepad. You know, he had that notepad. He's been keeping notes, almost like a memoir. Rips it all out, throws it all away, and starts fresh. And he starts talking about how, for years, it was why I quit tobacco while he's smoking. And he's like, for years, I, you know, my advertising agency worked with uh, Lucky Strike, or I don't know if he said that. Yeah, I think he said the name. For years, we worked with this tobacco company. And they have, and you know, it's a company that gets people sick, makes people angry. It doesn't, it never changes. It never, people just buy it and consume it. And I'm going, he, I am telling you that I am no longer, um, my, my company is no longer working with tobacco companies. And what did he do with that letter? He typed it up and he bought an ad, a full page ad in the New York Times Basically advertising, he said, here's a list of all the companies you can go to if you're to Big Tobacco, but you're not going to come to us. And I thought that was big, huge brass balls. Then he goes for a swim. He comes into work, and people are just staring him down because this was in the New York friggin' Times. You might as well put it on the front page of Facebook uh, in today's world. That is huge. And people are kind of looking at him snickering and, and like just kind of like eyeing him he's like good morning and the partners are pissed they're pissed that he went around their back they're pissed that they're going to they think they're going to no one's going to touch them now cuz if you're going to if you're going to burn clients like this and don was just like he was proud he stood by what he did he was basically saying we stand for something you want to come stand with us you can if you know you want to find us you know where to find us and um you know, he, they're complaining, you don't do this behind our back. You didn't even let us put our name on it. So it looks like you're going rogue. Bert's like, I don't want to work here anymore. Give me my shoes. You know, when he wants his shoes, it means he's going to leave and never come back, which, you know, I don't know what he does anyway. Um, and all of a sudden, uh, Megan comes in. She goes, um, Don, there's a there's a phone call from Senator Kennedy's office. And he gets a phone call. He's like, Senator. And then you get the worst Robert F. Kennedy uh, impression ever, and my first thought was, "Oh my God, they're really doing this. This is how they. This is how they're going to say RFK sounded." And he's like, "Hey, Ra, you uh, did very good with uh, tobacco, uh, you know." And I was wondering if you could also uh, do you still work with uh, uh, Clearasil or whatever the company was? I forget. He said something else, um, and it turns out that it was just that rival company just pranking him. And he was like, thank you for putting an ad for us in the paper. This has worked out great. And they're all happy and they're all excited. And uh, Don just hangs up and everyone's pissed at him. So everyone's pissed at him. And, uh, as, uh, the partners are all pissed at him. But he, he stands by what he did. He's proud of what he did. He knows why he did it. And he thinks it'll work. I think it'll work too. Uh, and he, But the problem is also then Roger's like, well, 
at least uh, Lucky Strike's not the reason this company's going down now. So he felt good that he wasn't the reason. And he kind of just blew it off, had a drink, and said, oh, I need to go learn the names of people I have to go fire. Um, and Don brings in uh, Peggy first, and she just has this look of dread. And she clo- he closes the door, and she goes, are we going under? Don's like, nope. And she, she's like, uh, he goes, who can you live without? And she just had this look of relief like, oh, thank God. She gives them some names, and um, that means that Don's got to fire these guys. And she said, um, oh, he said, and she's like, oh, the letter. I thought you didn't go for those kind of shenanigans because she's the one who suggested changing the name. And Don just gave her a look like, you know, I did what I did. Megan came in um, and later and apologized for the uh, Robert F. Kennedy and said, I, just for what it's worth, I, I thought the letter was great. And you stood for something. And Don's like, well, that's not really what it was about. She goes, well, whatever it was about. The reason you did it, you, 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 you did something. I understand what you did, but I still think it was a good idea. And he's like, thank you. I'm glad that I slept with you last week. He didn't say that. That was, it's just weird that they, she totally, when she said to him, I don't want this. I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to make a big, big deal about this the next day. I'm not going to cry in your office. She meant it. I mean, she's cool as a cucumber. She doesn't give a shit that her and Donna just strictly on a professional level. Now, um, because of the whole brouhaha with the tobacco company and the consultant company, the consultant company no longer uh, had to resign from Sterling, Caper, Sterling Draper, Sterling Cooper Draper Price, um, which means Faye no longer works with them, uh, which Peggy actually took out. She goes, you know, I really admire you. I would love to get a drink with you sometime. I feel bad um, that I'm not going to see you again. The way you work, the way people respect you, it's so hard and you, you do it so well. Uh, and, and she was like, she was like, I, I really appreciate that. You know, thank you. And, um, I don't think it's the last we're going to see Faye. She went to Don's office to explain this and said, you know, but now we don't have to, we, can, we don't have to talk work. We can do whatever we want now. So I want to get dinner with you tonight at eight o'clock. And Don's like, all right. And she says, have your girl set it up. And I wondered if that was some sort of dig, some sort of like, you know, make sure that girl knows that you have a girlfriend. And that girlfriend is me. Um, I kind of think that was. I kind of do because uh, when she met her at the office, her and her and Don and Megan were walking down the hall together. Nothing. It was all completely normal. But just something about that line had the girl set it up. To me, sounded like she was saying, you know, let that girl know that I'm here to go out with you. I'm your girlfriend. Um. Now, before they started firing people, something good did happen. They went into a meeting and uh, they talked. Oh, they went into a meeting and Joan's like, you know, I think that this me and uh, Don and Roger should do the firing. Let people know. Um, so and Lane's like, please don't sympathetically uh, change their severance. In other words, if they're going to cry, you don't want to give them more money. Um and Roger's like, well, something good did happen. We got a call from the American Cancer Society. Don's like, okay, yeah, they were they pranking you? He goes, no, I thought they really were pranking me, but turns out they, they want to work with us to do an anti-smoking campaign. And Don's like, well, that's something. And Pete's like, yeah, great. Uh, working you know, for a public figure for no money. He, he goes, it's great publicity. And uh, Ken was like, there's a lot of influential people on that board. Uh, so... 
we see a little smidge, not midge, we see a little smidge, a little sliver of what possibly could be a good thing that um, Don, that Don's letter led to. Uh, maybe there are some virtuo, virtuous companies out there that see this and say, wow, that's the type of company I want to work with. Clearly, that was Don's uh, idea. I think it's going to work out. I think that it's going to mean something, and I can't wait to see if it if it's a big part of Season 5 or if we learn something more in the next and final episode of Season 4. Um, but then they go off to go fire people, and um, before they do... Uh, Pete stopped Lane and said, listen, um, I know you said end of work today for that, that money the, for, to keep everything afloat. Um, I just, I, I don't have it. Maybe I could have a, like a loan against future earnings, you know, future bonuses. And Lane's like, oh, I didn't, um, um, don't worry about it. Uh, Don paid your, your share. And I think that was pretty good Lane. I think I did all right. Pete's like, he, he did. Uh, perhaps you weren't supposed to know that. No, that wasn't as good. And he looks out. He sees Don kind of dealing with somebody that he needs to bring into fire. Little Danny. Um, remember the little cousin, the guy who got the job because he knew somebody? Well, he's no longer there. Um, by the way, that guy, I, I was like, oh, I wonder what he's doing now. Oh, he's, he's writing and producing on Empire. He's won Emmys. There's a picture of him with Emmys. He might be writing the new, uh, the new uh, Dan Brown movie. I mean, this guy is working and worked a lot and is very successful. Uh, so the fact that he got fired from Sterling Draper, Sterling Cooper Draper Prize that day, he made out all right. Um, but Pete comes out, looks over at Don. Don looks at him and he just gives a little like smile and a nod with a drink. Like, you know, I know what you did. Thank you. I'm not going to make a big deal of it because you obviously didn't even want me to know. Um, so I thought that was a nice moment. And then Don goes in and fires folks. And that is how the episode ends. Uh, Don bringing someone in to fire them. Some guy named Billy who I may have seen before. I feel like this is the first time I've ever seen him and it's his last day. Sorry, Billy. Um, but let me tell you something. That was not the uh, only thing that happened in this episode. I said I was going to stay in the office, but I stayed with Don. Don was in the office. Don met with Midge. Don gave her money to do more heroin. Don took her painting. Her painting seemed to inspire him. He took that that uh, inspiration, wrote a letter, wrote an ad. The ad uh, may or may not backfire, may or may not actually work. But the people, the guys are pissed off that he did it in the first place. But he did it, and he's happy he did it. I am too, damn it. Um, but there is another story that happened in this episode that I haven't touched at all. And it focuses around... Boy. Well, it focuses around Sally Draper. But Betty Draper's also there. So... So, Betty's getting dinner made uh, for Sally and Bobby and uh, little... I want to say... It's not Henry. There's not. There's enough Henrys. It was... Whatever the granddad's name was. Jerry? No, that's not right. I don't remember. But, um... He's getting dinner, and the kid's already grown up. I mean, he's going to be driving soon. He looks so big. Um, getting dinner ready, is, um, and they're all having a hot dog. Uh, and Sally's like, why don't we ever eat dinner with Henry? You know, the, uh, the, the stepdad. And Betty's like, well, he gets home later. He works later, and I don't want you guys to have to wait. Um, 
so I he goes, I don't mind waiting. You can feed uh you can feed Bobby and the baby. Um and I can wait and have dinner with you guys. And Sally and Betty's like, Oh, you wanna have dinner with me and me and your stepdad? She has a smile on her face, like, that'd be wonderful. Later we cut to Sally and her young little beau. I don't remember this kid's name. But if if you remember, season one, he's the divorcee's even though Sally, I mean, uh, Betty's also a divorcee, but he was the scandalous divorcee's son. The same son that asked um, Betty for hair and Betty gave it to him. That was the first sign that Betty um, is a crazy person. And now we see him. He's a little older, a little bulkier. He's wearing a football uniform, probably came right from football practice. And him and Sally seem to hang out in this abandoned lot. And they're just they're just kind of sitting there, uh, hanging out. Uh, he's like, they're talking. And he's saying like, oh, did you, um, did you, they talk about going to psychiatrist. And the kid's like, oh, it's really easy to trick psychiatrists. I'm like, oh, my God, that's what psychotic people say. Don't do it. I want to be like, and then at the end of the episode, he's like, what's your name? Oh, my name is, uh, and he says some crazy famous serial killer's name. And he also said, uh, did you, did you do, oh, and he's like, um, I forget. She was like, I don't, I like my secretary. I like my psychiatrist. She's nice to me. Um, and she doesn't lie to her, like something like that. And he was like, he said something to her like, Hey, did you, uh, did you, you know, trick your mom, like, or by, uh, by just agreeing with her? So when Sally was being nice to, um, to Betty before about wanting to have dinner with Henry, I think she was just being manipulative, just trying to do that to get on Betty's good side because, uh, then she can kind of run off and hang out with her boyfriend. I mean, they don't do anything. They're not kissing or anything. They just kind of hang out a lot. And she's like, I'll promise you my free toes. Later, we see Sally with her secretary. With her secretary. Later, we see Sally with her psychiatrist. And they're playing uh, Go Fish, right? Go Fish. And um, Sally says something weird like, I hate sevens. And I was trying to figure out why does she hate sevens? Did we ever see that before? Did something happen with a seven? Um, I couldn't put two and two together. And the psychiatrist is like, why? She goes, I just do. Uh, and, and then the doctor is like, I think it's really good how much you've been progressing and how good you've been doing being, when, you know, when you're, when you're angry at your mother. Um, it almost seemed like the doctor was, doctor was saying, keep it in, keep it in. And I was like, is that the right thing to do? Uh, and she's like, oh, she doesn't know when I'm angry. You know, even though I'm still angry, she doesn't know it. And she was kind of blowing it off like, she again just kind of putting on face for her mother, manipulating, manipulating her, um, just to kind of not have to deal with her. Because again, who wants to deal with Betty Draper, right? But the the uh, the psychiatrist thinks she's doing really good, and is like, um, you know, I think we can cut back to once a month now. And I don't even think Sally. She's like, then you can have more time to do this and do that and do this with your friends. I don't even think Sally was into that. She was like. I think she likes hanging out with this woman. I likes having a, a um, an adult that she respects. Uh, and you know who else likes it? Betty. First of all, she doesn't want to have to deal with her daughter. Second of all, she likes going to this woman and talking to her about her issues. 
basically her own special psychiatrist, but not a, not an actual psychiatrist. The woman's like, you know, now that we're coming back, I could recommend you to one of my one of my friends. Uh, one of my colleagues that I respect, and she's like, well, I don't need a psychiatrist. She goes, I just want to keep talking to you about Sally's progress, even though, really, it's a lot more than that. And, you know, I, I rec- I, I'll go with whatever you recommend, but I hope that we can still use that time to discuss it. And the doctor's like, of course, of course you can. I'll deal with you and your daughter. That's no weird thing there, um, because, Betty, you are in denial that you need to see a psychiatrist. D. Nye L. Well, then we see another spot where uh, Sally and the boy, I can't remember his name, are hanging out. Well, last time we saw him, he was selling Christmas trees. but um, Or did, was he messing up their house? That was the same episode. Um, I think. And uh, so now they're in that, that lot again and the kid just drinks a little Coke and throws the glass because who cares about littering? Uh, and Sally's talking about a dream where she was flying and he's like, oh, I had dreams where I fly too. And it feels, sometimes you feel like you're swimming. And Sally's like, it's weird. I felt like I was going to heaven. Oh my God, I'm so tired. I felt like I was going to heaven, but I don't, which is weird because I don't believe in God. I don't believe in that. He, the kid's like, you don't? What's going to happen when you die? She goes, I don't really think about it. I don't like to think about forever. I just don't like that it's forever. I don't like to... And then she talked about the Land O'Lakes butter with the woman's and the Land O'Lakes butter was holding a box of the woman holding a Land O'Lakes butter on a box of a woman holding a Land O'Lakes butter. And he's like, oh, I never thought about that until now. Thanks. And they kind of, you know, split up again to go, you know, go their separate ways. They just they just like to hang out and talk, which guess what? It's pretty healthy. But you know what, Sally, the first time you meet him in the lot, fine. The second time you meet them a lot, you have a real interesting uh, talk about uh, life and death. And the third time you meet them a lot, oh, guess who's driving by? Oh, Betty Francis. That's right. I, I call her by her proper name, Betty Francis. Driving in her car with her cigarette, uh, with her sunglasses on. Oh, I just despise her. And, uh, oh, she sees Sally going in the lot with that boy. She gets out of her car, runs over, yells at her says, you can't do that. You don't, I forbid you from seeing this boy. And he, he just takes one look at Betty and like drops the two Coke cans and just runs off. And she's like, you, I don't want you to see my daughter anymore. You stay away from her. And Sally's like, eh, you know, that's not right. And she brings him home and goes, he's not a good kid. She goes, you don't know that because I know him better than you do. And Sally's like, you don't know him at all. And Betty just kind of gives her this look. And she runs upstairs and is crying. And, oh, no, not yet. She, um, you know, Betty just pissed her. Uh, but guess what? Betty doesn't know this kid. He met her once. They hung out once a couple of years ago. Betty babysat, gave the kid her hair because she's a creep. They talked again one time when he was in a he was in a car. And Betty walked up, like, again, talking to him like they are equals because she is an equal to a child. And um, which is, again, proof because she's going to a child psychiatrist. Uh, everything I am telling you is is, is going to pan out. In the end, Betty is a child. Um, but she, um, they go, oh, they have dinner. And Betty, is, you know, Sally's not really excited about eating, um, it seems like. And uh, Henry comes home. He's like, I came home early to have dinner with my family. To, the, and it was to have dinner with everybody. And uh, she's like, oh. She goes, you can wait. He goes, no, no, well, family dinner. 
I wasn't. Oh, man, it's more like this. It's more like a family dinner for my family. And Betty's getting everything together, you know. And she goes, you know, a lot of riffraff in this neighborhood. I think it's time we sell this home and move. And he's like, oh, that's a great idea. Look, there's a nice, you know, he wants to get the hell out of Don's house. He's, um, he goes, why don't we uh, have that place in Rye? And Bobby's like, Rye? Isn't that where, where Funland is or whatever it's called? And Betty's, uh, Sally's like, what? Runs off, runs upstairs, cries in her sleep, holding the little, the little handle that the kid left when he trashed their house and he didn't trash her room. Um, and she's all sad because she's not going to have her boyfriend anymore. But um, Sally's like, oh, he'll get over She'll get over it. Don't worry about it. And I can't believe I finished. I should have started with this. I actually finished this episode talking about Betty and Sally and Sally's boyfriend, Sally's psychiatrist, Henry, Bobby. I mean, th- that was the, it happened. It was character progression. Pretty soon, I feel like we're going to see Sally Draper out mature, Betty Draper. Uh, I feel like she might already be there. Um, the little actress is really good. You can see they have something good there. Uh, and... She's smarter than Betty. She's more mature than Betty. And I will stick by that till the end of time. But look, the really important stuff here is the stuff that happened at Sterling, Cooper, Draper, Perez. They thought they had the cigarettes, but that ain't nice. Uh, Faye is gone. They don't need a consultant. And I can't believe I tried to rhyme something with consultant. So where do we go from here? Where does Sterling Draper Sterling Cooper Draper Price go and is Cooper out he was like he walked by the group of people in the creative and he's like it was nice working with you and they were like him too and it started with him like someone made a joke that he got fired because he's walking out with his box and his shoes uh, because he's weird is he really gone I can't imagine he's gone he's just pissed about Don's uh, ad which I think is going to work wonders at least I hope it is I hope they start getting calls in the next episode. The last episode of season four for Mad Men and for Made Man. Ladies and gentlemen, I got to get this episode up before midnight. Otherwise, it's not Friday anymore. I want to thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Um, really, just uh, you can find me on Twitter at MadeManPod, fansnotexperts.com slash MadeMan. Uh, we are part of the Fans Not Xworks podcasting network. There's a if you go to Fans Not Experts, there are a bunch of podcasts on there. Um, and this is the most handsome of them all, right? I also do one for Stranger Things. If you're a Stranger Things fan, check that out. The first episode of season three just went live today. So if you could, li- if you if you're interested, you can find it at fansnotexperts.com. Listen, subscribe. Uh, but that's that's Stranger Things. This is Mad Men. The only connection there is Faye, because she's Mrs. Wheeler. Um, and it's cool to see her in both things. Very different character. And now I'm talking with a cool voice. Is it my voice? That, is it my announcer voice towards the end? I think it is. What if I could do a whole podcast like this? That would be fun. Um, and tiring. My friends, I want to thank you. Thank you for coming along with me on this adventure. This adventure that sees Sally getting a boyfriend? A boyfriend that likes to trick psychiatrists. 
one that Betty does not approve of, so much to the point that she wants to move away. In the meantime, Don meets his old girlfriend just to give her heroin money, but that painting seemed to inspire him. To write a letter, to make an ad, to screw over Big Tobacco, and maybe get in with the Cancer Society. Maybe. But let me tell you something. We're going to find out more next Friday. But until then, I want to thank you as I continue this journey to become a made Fans not experts.